Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope your December is going great. Today, for our devotion, we are in James chapter 2. While you're opening your Bible there, I just want to remind everyone that you know we receive our world mission offering year-round, but with a special focus in December. And our goal this year is $155,000, $155,000 that will go to support our missionaries around the world in North America and also some of the church planting efforts as well. So, hey, give. Give generously. Give sacrificially. And let's take the gospel to every nation. Our goal, $155,000, $155, do not just tip, give generously to our world mission offering. And any of you who are, you know, uh, who live off from here, you're not in the Rock Hill uh, community, if you'd like to give to our world mission offering, you're welcome to do that. You can go to our church website, fbcrockhill.org, find the giving tab, and you can, you can designate a gift for our world mission offering as well. And we invite you to consider doing that. All right, James 2. Now, the book of James uh, has not always been a popular book among some in the Christian community over the centuries because he talks so much about works and deeds and the law, and some have even wondered if it should have been included in the canon of the New Testament. Uh, Martin Luther was one who rejected it, thought it should not be canonical. But the truth is, James... Uh, being someone who was a Jew who became a believer and leading the church in Jerusalem, which was made up predominantly of Jews who became believers in Jesus as the Messiah, uh, it's naturally that he would use language that was different than Paul used when he was establishing churches among the Gentiles in Turkey and and Europe and so on. Um, and, and James is nothing like the Pharisees and religious leaders of Judaism in Jesus' day. Uh, look, at, uh, look at verse 13 in chapter 2 for just a moment. He said, For judgment will be merciless to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. That's nothing like the way the Pharisees lived and treated people, responded to the teachings of Jesus. James had experienced the mercy of Jesus. And while he talks about good deeds and the law, he understands that it's about mercy and the grace of God. In this chapter alone, just chapter 2, James condemns showing partiality and favoritism to the wealthy over the, the poor. When you read the Gospels, uh, Jesus' interactions with the Pharisees and others, you don't get the sense that they were like that at all. Um, uh, walking around, liking to be seen for being you know, special. Um, James says, no, mercy. Uh, in this chapter, James condemns a heart, a life, a person that is not generous toward the needy. So he understood the mercy of Jesus. Uh, he's just writing to the people in his context, people of a Jewish background. So when a, a Jew becomes a Messianic Jew today, they become a believer in Jesus. They don't give up their Judaism per se. They become a Christian, but they still have their Jewish heritage. And that's what James is, is dealing with here. He's speaking in language his audience would really understand. He, 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 what he's saying in this book is, is if you have true faith in Jesus, it will show itself in how you live, in your actions. To say that you have faith 
But your life says otherwise means that you're making a false claim because if you have true faith, your life will reflect it by what you do. That's the point James is making in this chapter. Now, having said that, devotionally, one verse spoke to me, and it's verse 6. Verse 6, when he said, but you have dishonored the poor man. You have dishonored the poor man. Now, think about that. How had they dishonored the poor? He's saying when you show favoritism and partiality to those who have more, you are dishonoring the poor. Wow, what a statement. What a statement. Um, what he says in verse 5 is that did, God, did not God Choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him. Now, that's not true just of the poor. It's true of the wealthy as well. But the point he's making is that God said those who are poor are rich in spiritual blessings because they are his children. They are heirs of the kingdom, meaning they are sons of the king. They have the same status in the eyes of God, as those who are wealthy that have faith in Jesus. And therefore, we should see one another as brothers and sisters in Christ and not show favoritism or partiality. Um, but just the powerful way he says it here, that when we show favoritism, we dishonor someone. We dishonor someone that God has honored, we dishonor someone that is created in the image of God. And our Lord does not take that lightly. Um, in, in Peter's letter, which we'll read next year, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17 says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Honor all people. So just remember, how you treat the poor, uh, you either honor them or dishonor them, and God notices. So let's honor all people, including those who are needy. God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow.